Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing this week? Red Rum. I mean, I'm chilling, Tyler. How are you? Oh, that that's that's good to hear. Too. I hear you having some rum. Very delicious. Yeah, yeah. Red Rum, to be specific. Mm-hmm. Very only rare. The best, only the best rum. Yes, the red kind. So, we have a little uh, fish-out-of-water movie here. We have a sequel to one of the most famous movies ever, one of the most famous horror movies ever, coming out after Halloween. But we got Dr. Sleep. Mike, what is Dr. Sleep? Dr. Sleep is the long-awaited sequel to Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Now, this stars Ewan McGregor and a couple other people, but it basically follows the tale of Danny, the son of Jack Torrance, a.k.a. Jack Nicholson, after the events after The Shining. And he kind of goes into this alcoholic depression to deal with everything he sees due to his special powers, but he kind of gets thrown back into it because this little girl who also has the same ability reaches out to him when there is an evil shine committee, I want to say. I think a committee is... (laughs) It's actually a good way to put it. Yeah, because they were just like an evil shine committee. All of them could shine, but they were just like a committee of evil shiners who just wanted to kill every shine and steal their yeah. shine. Yeah, they, they feed off of uh, other shine. shiners. That's correct. Or as what I saw online was the most like annoying vapors ever. I mean, I guess. <laughs> that's some serious powered vape. Let's say that. Uh, yeah, that's up definitely being outlawed by the governments. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's a performance-enhancing vape. Oh, it absolutely is. But yeah, that's basically what the movie is. I liked the performances of the movie. I thought Ian McGregor was really good as Dan, oh, as yeah. Dan, Danny Torrance, especially in the scenes at the beginning and at the end where he really struggles with... Uh, be, because he does become sober early on in the movie, uh, but by the end, he is pressured at times to drink. And yes. to relapse. And it is those scenes where he is struggling not to do it. Because, as they show throughout the movie, he drinks because it dulls his senses. So he won't be able to use his shine. So his his inner battle to not drink so he can keep using his power when needed. Uh, definitely a powerful performance. Rebecca Ferguson as Rose, the main villain of the antagonist. movie. Yeah, the antagonist. Uh, she's real good. She was definitely. Yeah, she was. She killed it. Yeah, she she was real good. Um, definitely like she was a villain that like wasn't annoying. You knew what she was doing, why she was doing it, and at times she was cocky as well because you know when you lead a group of almost immortal people, you tend yep. to be a bit cocky. And then the girl that plays the uh, the main girl, uh, Abra Stone, I thought also delivered a great performance as well. Besides yeah, I'm that, have to agree with pretty much. All that I have quite a few issues with the movie. The more I thought about it, but Mike, what else did you like about the movie besides the performances? So besides the performances, because I feel like pretty much everyone in this film killed it. Like they all, all nailed the role. Obviously, Ewan McGregor didn't let us down once again. But I I kind of liked how it was a little bit slower in the beginning and kind of built up to the the main problem and then as soon as the main problem hit the movie kind of picked up the pace so i feel like it wasn't as long as it actually was like it was a long movie but 
due to the pacing, I feel like it was fine. Another thing I enjoyed about it is it's a lot darker and a lot more intense than The Shining, in my opinion. And we are... I can agree with you to a point on that. I mean, spoiler alert here, The Shining didn't brutally murder a child. That's really the only standout scene where I felt was more... Even, I would say even more scarier than uh, yeah, than right. The Shining. And that kid from The Predator and Good Boys, good on him for that acting because I was genuinely unsettled. And like his acting nailed it too. Obviously another great performance. When he's like pleading with them, like, don't tell anybody, please don't hurt me. And I'm just like, no, 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 it's all right. We want you to be hurt. It's better for us. And like how they really take their time and you, you kind of get this uneasy feeling, and it really shows you how evil this group is. Uneasy. That shit was uncomfortable, because not only was it like, oh yeah, no, we want to hurt you, they kept playing it, and they kept going and going, oh. and then you had the girl getting in on it and feeling some of the pain. It's like, they really milked that scene for what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it did what it was supposed to do. It, it did, because up until that point, I... When, I'm going to get back to this later, but the group itself wasn't that scary. No, they weren't. And you're like, all right, these guys are a little weird. They kidnap children, and somehow they they take their abilities. But it wasn't until that moment when you see how they actually take their abilities, you're like, okay, this this group is something serious. They were, and then that was the I, I, that scene is the only time I felt that group was actually uh, deadly and scary. Past that, as Dantorns and Avra start facing them more, they became less and less scarier. That's true. I, I feel the tension, I, I guess to go into one of my negatives here, is the movie isn't scary. Minus one to two scenes. It's not a scary no. movie. Yeah, I agree with that. It's more of a thriller. And that's another issue. I really don't feel it's a thriller. Really? It's, it's a thriller for less than half of the movie, I feel. Like, the first, Jesus, the first almost hour, it's just, it's not scary. It's seeing Dan Torrance's life, seeing how the group works, and then seeing uh, Aber grow up. Yeah, so it's kind of like one or two scenes, there is no, like, there's no thriller. Like, I'm not anxious about anything, and there's definitely no horror. I really didn't feel it became a thriller until they found the body of the baseball player, of the kid. I feel from then on, it became a thriller as they actually started to interact with the group more. Yeah. But that's like halfway through the movie. Which... Yeah, that second that second half was pretty crazy, though. Kind of? Oh, come on. That whole wood shootout scene, Tyler? That annoyed me. Why? Because you've, built, you've spent now almost two hours of my time building up these people to be an evil group. Can't be messed with. Meanwhile... Abra has been able to go one-on-one with Rose multiple times and fuck with her. And now, yes, they explain that she's super powerful, but because of that she's super powerful, it makes these people less of a threat. And it doesn't help that Dan and his friend were able to kill most of them with guns. Well, I mean, that's because Abra tricked them all. And I didn't know Dan Torrance was good with the gun. Had no idea. But he had some wild shots. I I like his necessarily a fan of how they died though like how they turned into the smoke type thing like all the shine left their body because they only survived on shine i guess 
No, I was fine with how they died. My annoyance was the dying effect of them turning into dust, I thought was fine. Because, I mean, the old guy, they've if she was telling the truth, he's lived thousands of years. Yeah. But the fact that, oh, one or two bullets, and I'm turning into dust. Like, what? They're still what? human. They're still humans. They're just, like, found a way to cheat death. Because let's no, be I, serious, I, one, one to two well-placed bullets on any human, they ain't getting up. Especially a lot of those were headshots and neck shots. I I get it, but like a part of the reason I didn't find the group threatening was we didn't know what most of their powers were. You had Rose, yes. who's just super powerful. You have the guy who's good at tricking people. And you have, I forget her name, but the uh, yeah, blonde haired girl, she was actually fucking powerful because she can persuade people to yes. her bidding, which I thought was, okay, she is an actual threat, and you actually see that in the fight. Dan can push yeah. her back a bit because she he is strong in the shine, but his friend has none, so he just obeys it immediately. I like that. But the rest of the people, I don't know what their powers are. So to just see him get shot I mean, down, I it's like... they weren't good enough. I guess they weren't that good. But who knows? Maybe in the book they didn't really focus too much on those characters. I didn't read the book. But Me neither. Because how much longer would the movie be if we found out exactly what every single one of them, what their powers were able to do? Oh god, this movie was too long to start with. That's debatable. Like, I, I heard people say, oh, you know, the first act is a bit slow, but at times this movie really just dragged. Yeah. It I really felt did. Like, I felt like they were going to get to the hotel a lot sooner, but... I Yeah, I was really thinking, okay, I know the hotel's probably the third act. When are we getting there? And then we're there for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, it was a rock-solid 20 minutes, though, I'll tell you that. Oh, I as soon as they get to the hotel, you see him remember stuff. You see him turn on the hotel and everything. From then on, I love the movie. It was great. The minute he's walking through the place and all the lights are starting, it's like the hotel was coming back alive because it could sense his shine. Like that was creepy. And as they say, yeah, as they say, the hotel is like a feeding ground for people with the shine because it's an evil place. And they actually personified the hotel's evil in this movie, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. But like you said, like the hotel feeds on the shine. So, yes, it turns on normally when he walks in. When the girl walks in, all the lights are ten times brighter because of how powerful she is. Yes. And it's just small details like that. And just you go from one fight to the next. And it actually it it is really good. It's really good. Like if the movie was two hours long, you cut off 30 minutes and you extend the hotel part of it. This really would have been a great movie. See, I still think it's a really good movie that's where we differ because you got to look at all the positives all the positives definitely outweigh the negatives all the great performances we've gotten like going back to the whole shining thing there's a lot of great moments in the movie and when the tension was built up the tension was there i think that's the main difference between dr sleep and the shining they're both about two and a half hours long the shining is slow but it builds up to one event and it works. For Dr. Sleep, they build up to the group being powerful, scary. You ruin it with that shootout in the woods. So basically, by the time we get to the hotel, it's like, okay, we just need to kill Rose. And I thought, like, okay, she's going to get new powers after smoking all those canisters? She really doesn't. Not really. Yeah, except for like, the fact that healed her. It's like, okay, cool. Like, you, you flip Dan around the stairs, just like how his father fell down the stairs. That's about it. You didn't get any new powers. So, you're not, again, much of a threat. I feel like... Well, I, I think the whole point of the group was that she was the most powerful one. She was, like, the tracker, I guess. 
right? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's insinuated she's the most powerful one. Yeah. I mean, even like the scenes where she's tracking the girl to find out where she is or find someone. I thought those scenes were done very nicely. Oh, I and thought those scenes were great. Uh, her it, flying around and like the CGI for that. Yeah. I thought it was actually real, really well done. Yeah, like it was good. It was it was weird because and then you're like, wait a minute, she's having like this whole out of body experience, and it's kind of cool. I kind of like it, but what? I think for me is you're right. There are good things in this movie. The performance is good. The ending is great, and there are some good scenes in the middle of this. But the movie should have made the villain stronger, worth more of a threat. And it should have been shorter. Well, I feel like the villains were just a plot device to get to the house or the hotel. That's all they really were because they had no real threat. Then it shouldn't be two and a half hours. If the end goal is just to get to the hotel to have your big finale, then make it shorter. Because most people watching this movie are here to see Dan and see the hotel again. Yeah, but then you're kind of not doing the story justice because where would you cut the time? I feel the main part where you could cut the time is the beginning of the movie. I feel if you sped up his arrival, you sped up him getting to having a life, a normal life, and sped up some of the group scenes, then I feel you could easily cut 15, 20 minutes out of this movie. Like, I definitely feel... Because I feel like a lot of the scenes for Dan getting sober and not wanting to go back they all work because it really shows you why he doesn't want to help her he's like no i've already had my own issues i got sober i'm good i don't need anything that's gonna put me back into that place i can't help you i'm sorry so i, I feel like I, I all those things were needed to really get in the mindset of where dan torrance is when she shows up in his life it's like, I agree with you, but I also disagree with you. I agree with you. The scenes are important. It does develop his character. But if we're looking at this from a whole movie perspective, while the scenes are good themselves, and the acting is also good, and it serves a plot purpose, it just feels like this movie just... just Dragged up. It just rolls along until it hits the ending, and then the movie's over. If it's a proper thriller, I should have anxiety for most of the movie, and I didn't. Yeah. I had I, it for I the baseball kid scene... And I had it for the Overlook Hotel. And that's it. Yeah. And I feel like if we're going to call this a thriller, if that's what it is, it's not a good thriller. What else would it be? A, a drama? I would say more of a drama. Like, stuff happens and that's it. There's a couple scary elements. There's a couple thriller elements. But I would say so it's more of a drama. drama thriller. Yeah, drama thriller mix. Because the first half of the movie is Dan dealing with his life. Yeah. Like, also, yeah, there's horror elements with the... Uh, people he sees with The Shining, but it doesn't make it a horror movie. I want to bring up a couple points before we finish up here. Sure. One thing I did not like is when she broke his chalkboard and it said murder on it, but when he rolled off the bed, he saw the mirror and it said red rum on it. I'm like, you guys just missed a huge opportunity for that callback because this is The Shining sequel. Mm -hmm. She should have just done red rum on the wall. And then no one else would really care, I guess, because he rolled off the mattress and looked at looked at the mirror first. So it would have been murder. Well, why didn't why why didn't they do that? And his landlord would have definitely heard that. I, I was, was really expecting landlord to show up after that bang. Right? And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck did you do to the chalkboard wall? They you made it a point that yeah. no made no noise. Yep. 
Um, also, I was fine with that. Oh, before you go on to your next point, I was fine with the murder because the red rum is from Danny as a kid. Only he has the vision of writing that backwards. The girl yeah. is watching a murder happen, so she freaks out and just slams murder just to get his attention. Yeah, I think the I real Easter egg is him looking in the mirror and seeing red rum and panicking like, oh, shit. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But it's like, ah, you almost had it. So uh, close. You, come on. You had the Easter egg with... Uh, when he helped the guy find his watch, and the room is the exact same room as the hotel manager. Yeah. Like, you got your Easter eggs. No, of course. Also, also another thing I wanted to point out yeah. is the woman in the bathtub, way creepier in this movie than The Shining. You know, having just rewatched The Shining a few days ago, I mean, you're right. They definitely... <laughs> they they upped the creepiness on her. If, like, she wasn't that scary in The Shining... It was more you know, ugly than scary. Yeah, but she was like horrific to look mm. at in this movie. Like you would understand why this kid pissed himself instead of going to the bathroom. Because if you're a kid and you're gonna go to the bathroom and you see that fucking thing in in your bathtub, fuck you! I'm going right where I am. I ain't moving. Yeah. No. That. that yeah. That. I mean, I had no problems with how she looked. She was creepy. That worked. Now, I thought a lot of the, since this connects directly to The Shining, a lot of the cast that they got to replay older performances worked for the most part. The guy that played uh, Dick Halloran, I thought was real good. Yeah. Um, the kid Wendy that plays, Torrance was good. Yeah, the kid for Dan Torrance was good. The only one that kind of wasn't that great was Jack Nicholson, because how do you get another guy that looks similar to Jack Nicholson? He just looks like one of a kind. I know there's a big debate now. These days about like de aging CGI and all that. He's too this far is... gone for that one. <sighs> too far gone for that one, bud. No, 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 no. Just do, uh, just did what they did in Rogue One with the uh, dead guy. Just get someone to stand there with the dots and just CGI Jack Nicholson's face on it. I mean, you could, but here's something to think about. Jack Nicholson was 40 years old when The Shining came out. Yeah, so he's almost 80. Yeah, he, he's old, man. That's what I'm saying. Just get a regular, like, 30, 40-year-old, put the dots on his face, CGI, you know, Jack Torrance's face on that. I think it might have worked. Because that scene was powerful, but God, every time that I see the side face of Jack Torrance, without like, yeah, it's not him. It wasn't, wasn't close enough. Like, they tried with the hair and, like, the beard style. I like, know. They tried with the eyebrows, too. Like, the costume department did their work, but... and. Look, the performance itself was fine. Like, I don't want to shit on the actor, right? Yeah, it's just he that he doesn't look like Jack Nicholson. Because no one else looks like fucking Jack Nicholson. I know. Jesus, Jack, have a kid or something. Have a son that looks like you. Give, throw us a bone here, man. <laughs> Does he have no kids? I don't know. I don't know if his... I haven't really looked into his personal life, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's had too many liquor games to have a kid. But yeah, I think you're being a little bit too hard on the movie, because I'm hearing you say you like a lot of things. I'm hearing you say you like a lot more things than you dislike. For me, this is a movie that'd be perfect that I would buy and I would watch selected scenes and that's it. This is not a movie I would sit down and watch again over and over. Well, yeah, no one's saying that, but would you watch The Shining over and over again? That movie's long as fuck, too. I would watch that over and over again more than this one. Ooh. Like, if I had a choice to sit down, I have to rewatch fully one of these movies. I pick The Shining every time. See, I, I can't do it. I you can't pick Doctor Sleep. Yep, because the original actor they got to play, uh, Wendy Torrance, Shelley Duvall, I can't stand watching her. She annoys the fuck out of me. Okay, I mean, that, 
Like, she's Under, just such an annoying character in the way she plays it. She's just annoying. And in Doctor Sleep, they made her less annoying. Yeah, the actress they got for that character is also pretty good as well. Yeah, she was good, and she played the part, carried the proper mannerisms. I think that's what they nailed in this movie. The mannerisms of the characters they're bringing back and had recasted. So, before we finish up, the ending. Because I did yes. look up the plot for the book. And this does differ from the book. In the book, Danny lives. Really? Danny, Danny lives and actually spends time, more time, with Abra. Uh, at a birthday party and stuff. So there is a life past him. There's a life with him. Uh, because apparently in the Shining book, the hotel already blew up. So the final battle still happens in Dr. Sleep at the hotel, but in the ruins of the hotel. Okay. But here, since we're following the Shining movie, that doesn't exactly happen. So this time the hotel blows up with Danny in it. Did you well, like you that he died? I mean, I kind of thought it was going to happen. Like, the minute that she nicked his artery. I was like, yeah, he's going to die. Like, there's going to be no escape for him. So if we see him again, he's going to be the ghost. See, I thought that... the shocking thing was he was possessed. Yes. I thought that was crazy. Because like, the first when... time I saw him running with the axe, I thought, is this just the vision Abra's having? Oh, the house literally in put itself inside of him. The evil of the house took control of him. Like the same way it did his father. True, but if that was his plan, or at least a backup plan, it does make me appreciate the character more. That he was willing to take the risk and sacrifice himself to kill Rose. And it works beautifully. Yeah, it does. But, you know, it does cost him his life. And I, like, that's the thing. Like, I care about the character, cause, and Ian McGregor's performance helped, because I was actually sad he died. But from a story standpoint, I guess it makes sense, because he completes the cycle. Now he'll be the ghost friend for... Abra, like how Dick Halloran was for him. Yes. And just, he pays his debt. Yes, he does. Just how Dick Halloran died for him in the hotel, he died for Abra yep. in the hotel. So it really does come full circle. And it also so, finishes the story. It, it does. An end to it. But it's a shame it's not doing well box office wise because I feel like they've showed off some powers of The Shining. And with Abra, like they've mentioned. There are other people around the world. You could have had spin-off movies of this or a TV show. Yeah, you could have. Like, there is something here. Because I feel like they didn't really advertise enough or use proper grabbing words for the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, because if you hear it like, oh, you want to go see Doctor Sleep, what is that, right? Yeah, like in the trailers, they could have said, you know, the long-awaited sequel for The Shining. I think that annoys me, though. It was like people saying the marketing wasn't good. If anyone saw the Doctor Sleep trailers, it hits you over the head. The sequel to The Shining. It's the sequel to The Shining. We're at the hotel. But did they spend they enough to get that fact out? And a lot of people aren't really that smart. I've made this joke multiple times on social media, but do, did we really need to call this like The Shining 2? Right? Well, also another thing we have to take into consideration is... The first part of this movie was 40 years ago. That's so true. it's not, it's not going to draw in the younger crowd who the majority of people of our generation have definitely not seen The Shining. Okay, two, two things. One, uh, I do like what you're bringing up what I, what I brought up to you a few days ago, how this is a Blade Runner situation, right? Yeah. First Blade Runner, very famous movie. People have 
heard of it, but but they never actually watched it. Yeah, they know the 20... whole here's Johnny thing, but what else? They know nothing. Yeah, they they know here's Johnny. They know Jack Nicholson goes crazy with an axe and like the twins, right? They know that, but yeah, what else? So Blade Runner twenty forty nine had poor box office performance. This one looks to be the same. But it's funny you say, oh, the younger audience isn't there. When I went to see the movie yesterday, there was seven, eight other people, most of them couples. All of them were young. I would say 15 to 25. Really? There was not an old person. There's not anyone past 30 or 40 years old in that theater. It was all teenagers, 20-year-olds. That's interesting. So, And it's weird. Late Tuesday night showing, a bunch of young people watching Night to Sleep. So I really think well, it is just the marketing. They need to switch it because the young people showed up. Because when I went and Apparently. I saw it, it was mostly, like, there were a few younger people there, but the majority of it, granted, I saw it in early screening. I think that's what influenced you, because if you have older people that have been waiting for this, they will see the first show and they get That's true. So if you saw an early, like, early special screening, they would probably try to see that first. Yep, it had something to do with, like, Fandango special or AMC Stub special, something like that. Yeah. But all in all, Tyler... Would you recommend this movie? I think I think in the past few episodes, we've all been yeses for everything we've done. I'm going to say no. Well, we've been yeses in certain extents. To a certain extent. But because you said like... you've seen... Because <laughs> it kind of goes back to uh, <laughs> what we've been saying a lot. If you... Because we've been talking about a lot of franchise movies, funny enough. Yeah, we have it. So if you've seen the other movie, I would recommend watching it because it's a nice end to the complete story, in my opinion. And if they haven't watched The Shining, what do you think? Eh, they could probably go without it because I know a lot of people aren't going to enjoy, or I don't think anybody enjoyed that scene where the kid gets murdered, but a lot of people might think it's way too far because that was an emotional scene. So uh, it, it's going to... I'm still going to say, yeah, go go fucking see it. It was okay. good. I mean, for me, it's split 50-50. For the majority of people, I would say no. Just wait till some of the scenes are on YouTube. If you're a fan of yeah. The Shining, then yes, go see it. it you know, there's some mm. great performances. Mm. If only you've watched The Shining and you like The Shining, go see it. Otherwise, nah. Well, if anyone else has any thoughts, if they've seen the movie... They want to contribute to our conversation. Did we miss something? Want to throw us a little bone here? You can send us an email at entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com or come on down to the inner circle. Come find our Instagram page, which is entertainment expansion. Send us a direct message. Leave a comment under the last post. And last but not least, we also got a YouTube channel filled with tons of movie reviews, a few game reviews. I think you're really going to like what we're putting out there. Come check it out. Yeah, I've been having a lot of good discussions lately with wide range of movies. And with the next few uh, movies coming out over the next month or two, that'll probably just keep going. But I think we had a very good discussion here. I think this is one of the better ones we've had due to our different opinions. And I hope this continues on in the comments. Obviously, this movie it looks like it's going to be kind of divisive on if you like it or not. But that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.